hey everyone, um, before you play this episode, um, this is a, a warning message that you can tell that we have a technical issue uh, regarding the recording. It was working so good, working so well for the first 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes. Uh, and then suddenly it's been cutting out in and out with my guest, um, who Tony Gill, who was my guest uh, today's episode. And it was kind of in and out. So, try it again. The second part, it was like, in the second part, and it was working maybe a couple minutes or so, but then here we go again, kind of in and out. And we had to end this episode um, close to then. I apologize to for this thing. I apologize to everyone. For this technical issue, I apologize to my guest, uh, Tony Gill. And I'd like to thank him for having the time to be on my podcast. And we will both work on the schedule for him to be on my podcast in the later date. Date to be determined. Um, I did some editing on the last part of the podcast. Trim it, basically. I forgot how to do it, finally. So, but yeah. Um... Yeah, pretty much. And before we play this episode, I wanted to say, for, um, I will have a guest next Saturday evening. Co- I have two guests to be on my podcast, which they're not no stranger to my podcast. Both Derek Jones and Fergus Ferguson, which we will talk about the new professional wrestling promotion, AEW. Plus, we will recap regarding their debut on TV this Wednesday on TNT. So... Stay tuned for that. So, yeah, um, once again, I apologize for this technical issue. And, you know what? And also, I forgot to mention, I do find out what's the cause of this technical issue. It's looking like it's my internet connection. It looks like that way. Um, I was doing some investigation, and, and it looks like it might be my internet issue acting a little weird for some reason. So, that might be causing why, what caused it. But, anyways... Um, again, I hope you enjoyed this episode, so enjoy it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. Children of all ages, boys and girls, dogs and kitties, let me introduce you the host, the one, the only... Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Yep. I'm here. Okay. All right. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 33, and NBA season is around the corner, meaning Bulls basketball is around the corner, and we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls. Today, I have a guest. Uh, he's the producer of the 670 score, The Score, Tony Gill. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks a lot for having me, Phil. Uh, appreciate you inviting me. Now, anytime. Thanks for having the time to be on my podcast. Um, are you ready to talk about Bulls basketball? Yeah, season's about to get going. Media's day tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I'm ready to get ready to raise my blood pressure up high, low, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, um, as you said, uh, Mia Day is tomorrow. Training camps around uh, about to start this week, and we with this crazy off season we have with a lot of movements. And the Bulls make moves, you know, sign free agency and stuff. And of course, we didn't get the superstars like Kwon Natter and all that stuff. But we sign, and we, let's start with these pickup, um, Dallas Young, uh, which is surprising. That the Bulls sign. Oh, I think it's surprising that the Bulls pick him up. What do you expect uh, from Dallas Young for this season uh, for the Bulls? What you and what you bring to the table? Um, I, I personally like the pickup um, of Thaddeus Young. He's a veteran player um, in a position of need. I mean, they needed veterans. They needed um, big guys that can do you know a little bit of the dirty work to kind of show the young bigs that they do want to play you know, all the time and Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Marketing, uh, just to show them the ropes on, you know, how to be a consistent uh, big in the league. Um, and Thaddeus Young can do that. He can also stretch the floor a little bit um, to the three-point line if you, if you need him to do that. Um, he's just overall just a hardworking, gritty professional that, you know, coaches like Boylan, you know, loves. He loves those uh, kinds of players. Um, I think, consecutively that he is young may have the most uh, consecutive starts, I think active, you know, of any player in the league or close to it. If I, uh, if I can remember my stats correctly, but uh, I mean, that, that bodes well. I mean, especially because the bulls had issues with injuries last year, guys weren't consistently in the lineup rotations uh, were constantly changing all the time. And there was no real consistency to uh, the bulls and their roster, but with the players like that, he is young. Um, and uh, Tom Sadoransky of the, uh, well, formerly of the Washington Wizards, those guys played a lot of minutes, uh, so was there every almost every game last season, um, and those guys are supposed to boost this roster instantly uh, because they're they're not you know young you know rookies you know these are veteran established players in the NBA uh, that can provide uh, well roundedness. Uh, to this young roster, yeah, and I like I said, I like the sign of Thaddeus Young. I didn't expect, I was surprised the Bulls pick him up. I've we've been hearing about the Bulls need a point guard, and we thought they could be first target for the point guard. Um, but I like to pick up with Thaddeus Young, like you say, being first today. And I I think maybe, well, there's a chance maybe have Lauren Market play at the five somewhat. What do you think? Um, yeah, I can I can see some lineups where Laurie's playing the five. Um, traditionally, he's not a five, but you know, as you know, smaller lineups are kind of taking over the league, and, and teams are playing more fluid uh, uh, fives out there now with uh, smaller bigs that can do more things, uh, either switching the pick and rolls or shooting outside uh, of the painted area. So yeah, I can see Laurie Marketing uh, playing some <clears throat> some center, um, but I think that. We should also expect, you know, some 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 even smaller lineups where, you know, you got uh, Thaddeus Young, you know, at the at the center position. I mean, the Bulls with their with their rosters, they certainly have now. They have options on what what they can mix and match and what they can do, um, which bodes well for you know the Bulls going forward. They just got uh, new assistant coach Chris Fleming. Uh, you you if you look at uh, what Brooklyn has done uh, and what uh, Denver has done with their offenses, you can see the potential of what this Bulls team can do uh, offensively. 
Um, now big, their biggest problem was defensively, uh, and that's the thing. They do need to get better on the defensive end. Thaddeus Young does improve that. Um, Wendell Carter remaining healthy will improve that. Um, and Laurie Market and, and, and Zach Levine, they do need to prove, improve defensively as well. So, yeah, I, I can see them doing a bunch of different things uh, with all their pieces. Yeah, and, and you know, Thaddeus Young being starting pretty much major of his career, and now he's going to be playing off the bench. Could you see him play be as a six-man-of-the-year candidate? Six-man-of-the-year is, is a big ask. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> it's <laughs> these awards usually are kind of scoring-based, and I don't see Thaddeus Young scoring, you know, a lot of punt, uh, points this coming up season. So, I mean – he will certainly be in in the running, you know, but um, yeah. but he's certainly an option. I mean, he could. He, I'm I'm looking at him as a as a potential starter, maybe. You know, um, it's going to be very very interesting to see what they do with Lana. I mean, he's perfectly fine coming off the bench as well. Um, that yeah. that's that that won't be a problem as well uh, either. I can definitely see that happening. I do agree with that. Um, but overall, for the 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 four and five positions. Uh, that the Bulls certainly had a need of. They certainly fixed it um, with that pickup of Thaddeus Young, and, and it mm-hmm. definitely provides them more depth going forward. Definitely, definitely. And now um, the Bulls another signing free agent. Now, I apologize for in advance that I can't pronounce his last name to save my life. <laughs> Come off. <laughs> I can't yes. never pronounce his last name. Thomas Satterant. Satterant. Sansalechi, see, <laughs> but I just call him Tomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we signed, we signed him. He was a restricted mm-hmm. free agent from mm-hmm. you know from the Washington Wizards, and I'm that's another I kind of surprised to pick him up. But I do like the pickup. What what's your thoughts on him, and what's your expectation for him this season? Um, the Bulls had major issues at the point guard position um, last season. They thought they had one going into this season, Chris Dunn, but he hasn't performed to the expectations that they thought that he was. So they had to address the point guard position, and they've done that on both ends this offseason, free agency and the draft. Uh, the Bulls selected Kobe White with the seventh overall pick in, last, in this past draft, um, and, they time, and they signed, as, as you know, t- Thomas Sadaransky, uh, of the Washington Wizards. I really like that pickup. I mean, just overall, they the Bulls instantly boosted um, that position at point guard, where at one point, given that Chris Dunn is the starting point guard for your team, now it's it's going to be competitive at that position. So starting at training camp, I mean, Kobe White's trying to find his footing, um, and he's ready for the challenge. Uh, and Thomas Sadoransky, who, in my opinion, I think is going to probably be the starter uh, at least during on opening day, because he's just the most ready, you know, to start it. Um, mm-hmm. They've certainly made that position competitive, which it wasn't. I mean, it was Chris Dunn and Ryan Archie Diacono um, kind of splitting minutes because at times Ryan Archie Diacono, when he was in the game, the offense looked a lot better. Now I'm not saying he's better than Chris Dunn, but the offense certainly looked a lot better with Ryan Archie Diacono in the lineup versus Chris Dunn. I mean, at one point, they were literally splitting minutes um, in games because Chris Dunn just couldn't provide what the team needed offensively. He wasn't a spot-up shooter. Um, He had problems uh, uh, looking at who had the hot hand and giving them the ball. Um, He's not a traditional point guard. I mean, he's not the best floor general. 
Um, and it showed during those games, during those losses that the, the many losses that the Bulls had. So they had to fix they had to fix that position. John Paxson, uh, in his his last uh, exit meeting, a press conference, um, he made a point that they wanted to address that position, and they and they certainly did. Definitely, and they have like what five point guards, five point five six point guards <laughs> on the roster. I was going to get say. Five thousand, but that's that's <laughs> my feel part of it. But mm-hmm. um, now you mentioned about he, you think he's gonna get the starting shot to start the training camp. Now I remember during the summer league, Chim Bones stated that Chris Dunn's could be a starter. Do you buy that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't buy it. I don't buy okay. it. Buy it at all. Um, but you know he's got the training camp to prove that he's still the starter for this team. Um, but as of right now, this moment, with them not mm-hmm. having a training camp just yet, Thomas Sadoransky was a better player last year. That's just fact. Um, he was a better player than Chris Dunn. I mean, we if you're splitting minutes with no offense to Ryan Archie Diakono, I like his grit and I like his toughness. But he was literally splitting minutes with Ryan Archie Diakono. And sometimes Ryan was closing games when it was close down the stretch where you didn't see Chris Dunn for long stretches of minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, that's an issue. Your point guard, your leader, the guy that is running the offense can't be on the bench in crutch, like clutch minutes. You can't have that happen. So uh, Thomas Sadoransky with John Wall being out had all of those minutes, all of that time to, you know, hone his crowds. And he certainly performed. Now the Wizards didn't win a whole lot, you know, games, but, if you just look at the individual performances, Thomas Sadoransky definitely, you know, around the league, graded very high, you know, in people's opinions around the league. And I, I think Thomas is a good player. I mean, we just saw what he did in international play at FIBA. Yeah. Um, they, uh, for the, I think he played for the Czech Republic. Um, they end up losing, but if you look at his numbers, I mean, he was, he was showing up every, every game that they had. And that's gotta be promising if you're a Bulls fan that, at least for the short term, you have a point guard that you can depend on. Yeah, and we need a point guard to set our players up, especially with guys like Lauren Marketing, Zach Levine, or even Wendell Carter Jr. or the Porter. And mm-hmm. I hope he gets the starting lineup. I hope uh, it will make sense. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, have, I talked to some people about it on my podcast, and a lot of people think Tomas should get the starting uh, point guard from day one. Do you agree with it, correct? Yeah, 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 I do. I definitely do. I mean, um, he's, a, he's a veteran. He can play. Uh, he's a perfect fit for Zach Levine for right now, where he can, at time he can make plays with the ball as the point guard. And when those times and those stretches where Zach needs the ball, where he's, you know, feeling it a little bit, he can also play the off guard and spot up shoot from the three-point line and you have to, you know, guard that if you're a defense. With Chris Dunn, you didn't really have to guard Chris Dunn when he didn't have the ball because he wasn't the best of shooters. Um, with Tom Sadoransky, you definitely have to guard him uh, when he's standing at the three-point line. Um, and he's a very smart player, too. I mean, he, he makes plays. He knows, you know, when it's, it's his time to shoot, when, when it's not time for him to shoot, when the pass. He's a very smart player. He's a big player, too. Um, so defensively, they can kind of switch him and, and Zach Levine, uh, and there won't be any issues if they wanted to do that uh, defensively. So, yeah, I do think he, uh, Tom Sadoransky is going to be the starter they want. Yeah, and 
Now, we, th- we talk about, since we talk about point guards, another point guard, which the Bulls draft, which I feel more of a combo guard, is mm-hmm. Kobe Wright, which I like to pick. Um, mm-hmm. I don't expect him, I don't have high expectation for him this season. He's only 18, mm-hmm. but I hope he get on the rotation. What is your expectation for him this season? Um, I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of, of Kobe White. And, and the main okay. the main reason is you got to find out if Kobe can be your starter long-term. Thomas, Thomas, uh, uh, Thomas Sadoransky is the short-term solution um, to your point guard problem. Uh, I don't see Thomas being the, the starter on when your team is kind of ready to, you know, go places in the playoffs, um, even though he's a very, he's a very good player. Um, yeah. They got to find out if Kobe White can be the starter. And I think that means he's, he's going to play some, some minutes. Now, he's going to have some bad nights. I mean, he's a rookie. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, you know, Trey Young and Luka, Luka Doncic started off really, really hot and then kind of tailed off at the end of the season. Trey Young was, you know, really, really bad at the beginning of the season uh, and then picked it up at the second half of the season and, and played extremely well. Um, so it's going to take some – He's going to need some time to kind of figure it out. But if they play him enough, I think he should figure it out to know um, where possibly, you know, he's going to be for for this team. Um, Because I don't see Chris Dunn, you know, staying too long in Chicago. They are definitely trying to find some trade partners for him. As of right now, he doesn't really have any value just yet. So um, I'll I'll be a little bit surprised if he, if he's still on the team when training camp starts. Um, okay. But there's a definitely a possibility that he's still around. Um, mm-hmm. So you do want to play Chris Dunn to show, you know, he does have value. Um, so, um, and you definitely want to start Thomas Sadoransky. But Kobe White definitely needs some minutes so you can see um, what he does. And, and one reason in particular is because next year's draft and possibly the draft after that, uh, there's going to be pretty nice point guards coming up uh, that's going to be in the top tier, you know, in the draft. And uh, I don't think the Bulls are going to be, you know, a playoff team this year, meaning with the flat nods of the NBA draft, they could possibly be looking at a lottery pick. You know, so if you if there are some game-changing point guards at the top of this draft that, that can be had if you don't make the playoffs – uh, this coming up year, you got to know if Kobe is your guy, because otherwise you need to take one of those point guards. So that that's that's my biggest reason why I think Kobe White is definitely gonna you definitely gonna see him a lot this season. Okay, so you expect him to be on a rotation this season, regardless. Even Chris Dunn still on the roster. I do, I do, because yeah. again, I, I think Chris Dunn is, is out as a as a bull. I think I think he would prefer it. Um, the the Bulls are trying to move on. Um, they're definitely looking for trade partners uh, for Chris Dunn, and um, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic. Now, Chris Dunn, he's going to work. He's going to play. Um, he does that. He, he likes to say he, he has that dog in him, and we're going to see. We're going to see because now there's competition, you know, for his position. Now, all of this that I've just said for the last, what, 15, 16 minutes could be mute if, you know, Chris Dunn comes out the gate you know, playing really, really well, and the Bulls say, oh, maybe we can stick with Chris Dunn, you know, anyway. So all this could be, you know, kind of rescinded if Chris <laughs> Dunn plays well in camp and, you know, at the start of the season. But as of right now, um, the Bulls are definitely ready to see what's out there for Chris Dunn in, in, in a trade possibility. Yeah. 
And keep in mind, Chris Dunn's rookie contract expired after this season. So mm-hmm. something to, to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, he's going to be moving, or maybe, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm worried about... I'm worried about he may pull a Bobby Portis, meaning punch Kobe White or someone who's starting <laughs> over him. Uh, but we'll see. But anyways, now onto Zach Levine, who I thought, obviously speaking, he has a good season last year. No, last season, which averaged, I believe, 22, 23 points per game, team's leading scorer. And I thought he improved, obviously. Defensively, still need to work, especially team defense. What do you expect him uh, for this season for him? I'm expecting a big jump from Zach Levine. I mean, this is if, – if he's going to be a superstar or, you know, at least a perennial all-star, this is the season that he has to prove it. Um, he's got the contract. He's got the, you know, role security where he's going to be the scorer for this team. Um, the Bulls have uh, one of the easiest schedules half of the season. Um, the Bulls have overall have the most rest of any team in the league in terms of scheduling. Um, so it all shakes out and helps Zach Levine into getting to that all-star level. I mean, the it's like the NBA with the all-star game coming to Chicago. It's like the NBA is trying to make sure the Bulls get an all-star, you know, in this game. And this is a prime season for Zach Levine to make that jump um, and do that. And it's all on him. Um, he started off really hot last season. But, you know, as the responsibility kind of increased when Chris Dunn went down with the injury where he had to take control of the playmaking a little bit more, um, we saw his numbers go go back down. Inefficiency, he started to become very inefficient. Um, Injuries also plagued him. Uh, He played through, you know, a lot of them uh, trying to prove a point that, you know, he can play through injuries, but those injuries certainly affected him. Uh, I'm looking to see if he has gained a little weight. Um, I had an issue that he cut weight going into last season um, because he said he wanted to get a bit quicker. Um, to, to me, Zach Levine's first step was already, you know, top tier in the league. Like it was hard for me. It's it's hard for guys to stay in front of Zach Levine. Um, I wanted him to bulk a little bit more, and I'm interested to see, you know, tomorrow. That'd be one of the questions that I hope, you know, gets answered is has he, you know, gained any weight because he started to shy away from contact once he got to the rim. That's an issue. If you want to be an elite scorer in the league, you got to get to the free throw line. That's something Zach Levine didn't do enough last year. So, um, and that comes just with being having a better prepared body for more contact, and that that means bulking up a little bit. Um, maybe go to 212 instead of, you know, where he was, he was around 202, 205 last season. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, go, go up to 209. So you can withstand, you know, an 82-game grind um, and getting to the rim where he's excellent at. Um, Zach Levine, it can be an elite finisher, but he's got to be able to take that contact, and that was the issue last year. So I'm expecting Zach Levine to take that step, make that leap. Um, to, to an all-star. He certainly has the opportunity uh, to do so. So, yeah, those are my expectations for him. Uh, you mentioned about big leap for Sacramento. You expect to be maybe improved on both ends, not just offensively, but defensively too? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the Bulls hired Roy Rogers of uh, the Houston Rockets, who the last couple seasons uh, Houston has been pretty good defensively. Um, so adding him to the coaching staff was was a big get for the Bulls. Um and Zach knows, you know, the team wasn't good at all defensively. 
you know, last yes. season. They were good in spots, but it wasn't consistent enough uh, throughout the roster. Um, and you know how well these guards are, you know, in the league. So Zach definitely needs to get a lot better on the defensive end, um, being a communicator on defensive end. I mean, defense is all about communication, uh, talking through screens and stuff like that. He needs to get better at that. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely all starts from the defensive end, getting stops. He's one of the leaders on the team. Um, he needs to make that known that, hey, we're all going to be you know grinding on defense. And I know he has a lot of responsibilities uh, on the offensive end, but m- maybe with the additions of, you know, Kobe White and Thomas Adaransky and Thaddeus Young, and hopefully they, they have a healthy Otto Porter, uh, Zach Levine, and hopefully if these guys can stay healthy, the, that offensive pressure on Zach Levine uh, isn't as much. So he can do more on the defensive end um, from night to night because he doesn't have to, you know, score 30 just for them to be in games. Um, with all those guys, it should help. Um, defensively, and hopefully that message he relays that message to you know the rest of the team and the rest of the team rest of the rest of the team uh, can come up with him. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm gonna ask you, what's your predict? Do you predict Sacramento to be in the All Star this year? Um, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I'll uh, yeah. I, I'll I'll say yeah. I mean, it, it works out perfectly. Again, like I said, the Bulls have one of the easier schedules before the break. Uh, mm-hmm. That matters. Um, the Bulls have the most rest of any team. That matters. So you're, 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 you're coming in more fresh and ready to play a game than the, the opponent that you're playing. Um, that matters. Like, all of that matters in terms of, I mean, when, when fans are voting and, and when coaches see, like, what, what are your stats looking like? Are, are you winning, which the Bulls have a – great chance to do early on is win, you know, enough games to put Zach Levine in the conversation of being an all-star. So, yeah, I, I think, I think, I will say, yeah, I think he has a great chance of being an all-star. Okay. Okay. And now, we earlier we talked about Thaddeus Young. Now we're going to talk about Lauren Marketing. Last season, well, start with the training camp, or I think when, if I remember correctly, when start training camp, he injured his elbow out for, I believe, for a month or two months earlier this season. Mm-hmm. And when he come back, he was struggling, so much struggling. I believe he mm-hmm. averaged 17 points per game. He has his good moments last season mm-hmm. here and there. But now entering his third season, what is your expectation for him this season? Um, that's going to be really, really interesting. Um I do expect Laurie to make a jump. Laurie's a good player. I mean, he has, you know, a lot of tools for him to be a really, really good player. Um, and if, you know, the Bulls have him paid as a core to anything that they're going to build significantly, um, this is going to be a telling year uh, for Laurie Marketing. Um, in one aspect – uh, from what it looks like, you know, via the pictures and their workout videos, it looks like he's bulked up, which was great because he was getting some, I mean, I remember specifically when they played Philadelphia, you know, at home, Ben Simmons was perfectly comfortable posting up Larry marketing. Now uh, Ben Simmons is, you know, he is a big guy himself, you yeah. know, so I don't take any way that, but he's a point guard. A point guard should not be muscling up your paw, your power forward like that consistently. I mean, he was seeking out Laurie Marketing, and that became an issue. Uh, another example. Now, again, this is an, an extreme example, but when the Lakers came to Chicago uh, for um, late later in the season, uh, Laurie wanted that matchup with LeBron, 
and LeBron just took him to school. Now, again, LeBron is the best player in the world, but I mean, it was it was like Laurie wasn't even there physically, um, and that's an issue. Uh, you can't feed everything to Wendell Carter Jr. and have him in foul trouble. Laurie needs to you know bulk up and get better defensively. Um, offensively, I need him to be more aggressive. Um, you know, and calling for the ball in spots when he has mismatches. That was something that I worried about last season, you know, where guys weren't giving him the ball enough when he had mismatches, mismatches um, in the post and stuff like that. And, and I hope he becomes more aggressive. It's like, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a good scorer. I, I have the mismatch. Give me the ball. I need it now. Um, I, it's my money. I need it now. Zach Levine. So, I mean, uh, Laurie Marketing. So, uh, I'm very, very interested to see his jump. Um, I, I, I think, I think he's going to be a lot better. Um, I think he's going to be put in, in key positions to make plays for this team. Um, we saw when the Bulls acquired Otto Porter, um, Laurie's numbers instantly jumped. I mean, he yeah. had a great March. I think it was March or February. I can't remember, but I think it was March. Um, where that whole month he was putting up double doubles. Um, and we want to see that consistently because I think he can he's capable of doing that, you know, for an entire season, you know, getting the 20 points and 10 rebounds. I, I think that's a mark uh, that Laurie can get to this season. Um, again, all of this depends on health. Zach Levine, it depends on health. Laurie Markin depends on health. These guys need to stay healthy for an entire NBA season because the Bulls, now I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But the Bulls think they have a, you know, really, really good shot at being a seventh or eighth seed uh, this year. But that all depends on can their two core guys, Zach Levine and Laurie Marketing, stay healthy for this team to perform on a consistent basis. Yeah. And like you said, I saw pictures of him buck up muscle, which is good. Um, right. I see all last season being getting pushed around, pushed around with ease. By smaller guys, even I can probably push him around, and I'm a short guy. <laughs> and so I'm, what I'm hoping for, I hope he kind of improves certain areas of the games, like post up, posting moves, especially mm-hmm. if he has a, a mismatch on his favor. And I hope he can learn some post moves. And I hope Roy Rogers maybe teach him into what. What are your thoughts on it? On um, what? You think uh, his post move maybe show improvement? Um, uh, um... Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think that is a, a that's something that you know Jim Boylan you know really likes. He likes the post setup. So, I mean, we saw that last season early on, and I think that's something that they'll keep. Um, even if you know the NBA is, is kind of moving away, you know, towards post play. Um, but if certainly if the matchups are there, I mean, in the league where defensively a lot of teams are switching. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for Laurie Marketing to take advantage of smaller defenders being on him. And he has to be aggressive with those. And the Bulls, you know, to they need to, you know, find those opportunities as well. Last year, again, with the poor point guard play, poor and inconsistent uh, point guard play of the Bulls, they couldn't find those mismatches and they couldn't give uh, Laurie the ball in those spots um, more often. And they should be doing that. And it should be a point of emphasis now um, going forward with Chris Fleming being there, you know, uh, being their assistant coach um, and uh, Jim Boylan making a, making a point out of it as well. So um, he's certainly going to have the opportunity to take advantage of mismatches in the post. 
Uh, Laurie is is a you know he's aggressive rim rim rocker like we've seen Laurie get to the rim and dunk on dudes. Um, I think we're going to see more of that because I think he's going to be more aggressive, um, calling for those when he ha- calling for the ball when he has those mismatches. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Laurie uh, doing things in the post this season. And now I ask you your prediction of Sackering McDonald. Do you how about uh, Laurie marketing? Is it a chance maybe make the All Star this year? Uh, I mean, it's to get one All Star, you got to be you know pretty good, you know, in terms of wins. You got to be really good as a team to get two All Stars in. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm talking maybe like at the time of the break, you or nearing the break, you got to be hovering, you know, five, four, five seed. And I think that's a, that's a bit too much of an ask for the Bulls at this point, especially since they won like what, eighteen or twenty some games, um, low twenties games last year. Um, that that's that's too big of a jump for for me. So I'm just I'm gonna stick with my just one Zach Levine selection for the Bulls as an All Star, um, Laurie maybe next year. Uh, but I, I don't think the Bulls are going to be able to win enough to get two All-Stars. Get two All-Stars. Okay, yeah. Okay, now talk about another front court guy, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., who's entered his second year. It's a shame he went down with an injury last season out, you know, and then – but should be – I know he got hurt being played to somebody because of the injury, but should be ready to go for him this season. Um, I like Wendell Carter. Um, I think the the ceiling for him is Al Horford, and that's a perennial All Star and a really really good player, borderline Hall of Famer, and that's that's a lot of praise. Uh, but he certainly has those you know capabilities uh, defensive uh, defensively. Um, Wendell Carter can be a force, you know, in this league. I mean, he has the length. He's a... Can you hear me? Hope you, I think you're cutting off there. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, for some reason, you're getting cut off. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear you now, but it's, it's, it's going in and out. See, yeah, I'm good. So, we didn't get caught up. Yep, I, uh, I can hear you. Anyways, um, we're talking about Wendell Carter Tuner. for him this. Um, I think we, we should expect a a, uh, a pretty big jump for uh, Wendell Carter. Um, he's great defensively. Um, it's unfortunate that he also suffered a a uh, a minor uh, an injury during the off season. 
um, that kind of hindered him from, you know, working out and things like that, which is unfortunate because um, off season used that time to get better individually as a, as a player, uh, build up strength, um, work, work on skills and stuff like that. And he can do that uh, this summer. He'll be ready for camp. Um, and I think he's going to be a very good player. Um, my biggest thing with him is can he stay out of foul trouble? Uh, we've seen a lot last year. Uh, he pick up two quick fouls and he's done for the half or so. And you can't have that. If you want to be a starter in this league, you got to play smart defensively. You got to play with verticality um, and not, you know, not foul on drives. Um, with, uh, to be honest, I mean, with the guards that he's playing with, there's going to be a lot of people getting by it. So he needs, he needs to prepare himself uh, for that and make sure he's playing smart defensive basketball. Um, on offensive end, he, he's got to be able to pick his spots. Um, he's not going to be the go-to guy uh, on his offense, so he's going to have to do the dirty work, grab rebounds, get some putbacks, um, make smart plays with the basketball in terms of passing. Um, he needs to do all that. Um, he kind of got discouraged last season when, you know, he wasn't getting the touches, um, but that's not his role on this team. He's, he's not going to get a lot of touches. He's going to have to, you know, find his buckets uh, where they can and be a very, uh, be efficient. Um, it's also going to help him get shots, though, if he works on his outside shot. Um, being able to space the floor at the five is going to be huge uh, for this team because Zach Levine, he's a driver. Uh, Thomas Sadaransky, he's a driver. Kobe White, he's a driver. Um, so they need to space the floor, and he's going to be, you know, left alone a lot uh, as defenders kind of slide over off of him. So he's going to need to be able to make those shots uh, when – you know, when he's available, when those shots are available on the driving kicks. So um, I think he, you know, he's worked on all, I think he should have been working on that. I mean, that's why we have media day. We can ask all these questions on what these guys have worked on um, and what the point of emphasis is for them uh, going into this new season. Um, he's very mature though. Um, I do like his attitude towards the game. He works. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player for this team.